Welcome to the Knack for Business podcast, where we talk with experts around the globe about relevant business topics to help you succeed in your business. The hosts are Bernie Franzberg and Wayne Pratt. Knack for Business is about sharing knowledge, networking, architecture, connecting, and being creative. That is what Knack stands for. The common threads of any business are people, money, continuous change, and information. In a diverse world, we are unique and face the same wins and challenges. In this podcast, we invite you to learn more about what is out there, how connecting with people and ideas help us all succeed. We cover business topics that range from the mind, the body, finances, legal, accounting, real estate, manufacturing, networking, IT, marketing, social media, and anything else than that list or to the list you want to add that supports your work. Even your competitors have something to offer you. My name is Bernie Fransgrove from Creative Insight, and my co-host is Wayne Pratt from Motivate You. At Creative, we are B2B connectors, actually people-people connectors. We bring those interesting people that you can help grow yours. At Creative Insight, we help you awaken your knack to connect with businesses, communities, networks, and leverage your business. Wayne, tell us more about Motivate You, Inc., Gladly. Motivate You is a life coaching company that helps owners achieve their goals, understand their goals, set their goals, have more money, and have more fun. In a nutshell. Wayne, thank you. I appreciate that. Quick thank yous and support from Carl Richards from Podcast Solutions Made Simple, the podcast expert. Fred Crouch, the Property Wizard podcaster. Melanie Weber, business partner in Creative Insight, Wayne Pratt from Motivate You Inc. for sparking these podcasts. Today, Wayne and I are having a conversation. And Wayne, what are we going to be chatting about? Networking, how to, how not to, and how to do it better. Excellent. So the actual title for our session today is Flocks Work. You can be smart too. So we're going to talk about how a flock works together for success, protection, and sustainable partnerships. The flock for businesses networking on a one-to-one basis, groups, associations, support communities, alumni, wherever people meet and get to know each other, there's an opportunity to grow and do more. Wayne, why don't we start off, what was the old way of doing it? Well, think of what happened when we left the village. When you were in the village, you knew who the butcher was, you knew who the grocer was, you knew who the suit maker was. So you didn't network because you didn't have to. There was the only choice in the town. I think when we got to the city, we had to ask ourselves, who do I go see and how do I get more business? Yeah, that makes sense. And I I guess wherever we're going, it's using the village concept. We end up uh, meeting new people and talking to them and engaging them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I guess the purpose is also more to why we would want to do that, right? What do you think are some of the the main reasons people in business should network? Well, ironically enough, I have a double answer with this. One of the reasons is traditional advertising has changed so much. You can't run the flyer and expect the phone to ring and leave it there. That used to be how you got your business. The flyer came out Tuesday, the phone rang, and you got your business. I think now, whether we're more jaded or whether we want better dollars for our results, but we're having to do, as you say, the people-to-people connection. Yeah. 
I, I think one of the other reasons of the why factor is I have a need. I need to solve something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone once said, Bernie, why is someone going to listen to your podcast? And he says, he wasn't trying to be mean. He was trying to say, the reason they're going to listen to your podcast is because you're answering a question they have. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. And I don't know how to do it, or I'm not sure how it works. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of a, one of the core pieces. And you see that with YouTube videos also. I've, I remember trying to change a light bulb in a car, and it's very awkward to get at. And it's like, and I'm sitting there going, this should have been easy. This should have been straight, simple, easy. And I'm kind of looking at this. And so I went to YouTube and searched up this particular model of car and how do I make that happen? That's kind of cool. So once you get in into that space, what are the steps to networking with people that you found effective? Well, um, I'm going to speak, take a moment on the history. And okay. the interesting thing is I'm 60 years old. And in the 80s, what you Chamber of Commerce was the most obvious place to network. And okay. you walked in with an inch of business cards and you felt and it, that you didn't succeed until that inch of business cards was in every single pocket in the room. And I look back and I'm almost embarrassed because it should have been called people who don't care talking to people who don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you were there for the food and beverage. I was in fact, and I've noticed in the last, it's been more obvious during the pandemic when we had more time to think But the reason how to network, how to do it better, how to not be salesy or slimy, how to get better results, how to act with more integrity, this has become much more obvious to me in about the last year, two years. Mm -hmm. What I've found in different groups that I've gone to, and we're talking about here in the Ottawa Valley, uh, our Phoenix Business Exchange, for example, Mm-hmm. Then also yeah, Western BC, uh, British Columbia, obviously it's West group there speaks to, you got to get to know the people. You, you got to feel comfortable about them and with them, but you have to get to know them first. And whether you're buying from them or they're suggesting something to you. And, and even, I think that's even the next kind of critical step. Are they suggesting something? And what value do you place on their word? Another group in the UK that I'm visiting, same story. So it doesn't matter where you are on the globe, United Kingdom, South Africa, Australia, you hear that a lot in the US. You know, I got to know you. I got to understand it. You know, you, you develop a bond, you get to know who the person is, and now you're starting to value their judgment. And they're saying, listen, this, this person might be able to help you. Um, one of the things I found in my uh, creative insight business has been you're a resource, someone else is a resource, and are you a good match? You know, they have to determine it in the end. But you, you kind of sit back and go, I'm, I think this is going to work. You know, you seem to both be on the same uh, wavelength, but you also can support each other one way or the other. Can you? Can we be more creative in what we're doing though in this space when we're not? Well, actually, I think we have to upside down the reason we're even there. And you know this. Some of these ideas came from Bernie. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that I we got to get from a commodity centric, where I have stuff to sell. Do you want to buy my stuff? which is sloppy and salesy and awkward, and it means that you're sorting all day. Mm-hmm. Do you have something I can help you with? And you may or may not have the product, but when you're actually listening, it changes everything. It changes the room. It changes the, 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 the sense of why you're even there. Do you have something I can help you with? And you don't even have to say it necessarily as much as think it and act it. 
but it, it you get treated differently. True. I, you know, the other other part about being the creative and not just to play on the words from uh, creative insight, but being creative, like this podcast. Now, you and I met in the Phoenix Business Exchange space. Yes. We also met we also met Carl Richards in the Phoenix Business Ex- Exchange space. Yes. You're a coach. Carl's a coach, but Carl coaches on podcasts. Yes. And so almost as like building a cake, there's a recipe to be had here. Yes. And, and and we've we've worked together. You and I are co-host or in this podcast. And all of a sudden it becomes becomes something more almost the sum of the parts versus, you know, I'm just doing my own thing. End of story. It's, it's not in isolation. Everything is going to work to build together. Ironically enough, and I don't know if it fits, but I actually got to you before I got to Phoenix. I was literally having a beverage with Carl, and I said, (laughs) Carl, I really respect you. Who do I need to know? Who do I need to connect with? I don't even know what they're selling, don't even care, but who do I need to know? And he said, you got to meet Bernie. <laughs> and that literally led me to Phoenix. And, and But it was, you got to meet Bernie before I even knew what you did. Oh, Carl's very kind. I guess that reflects back on what we're talking about, getting to know what people need and want and how it can help each other. Yes. There are two AI companies here in the city of Ottawa. One has a, a note-taking uh, form, and another one does AI on a, in a different area. I connected the two of them. And next thing you know, they're responding to a federal government RFP that within two, three months. I mean, they have to meet each other, get to know each other, you know, all on the same page, and we go from there. I work with another one, a podcast, Fred Crouch from The Property Wizard. In his space, he is working on understanding the commercial real estate base. Not so much as a realtor, not so much as a person that works in that space. His goal is, if you're looking to invest, is this something you want to play in? And here's a story. And they come in different podcasts, much like we're doing here in Knack for Business. And the whole concept is build up your community, build up your team to become something more. And it works out from that premise. It does lead you down a path. You want to become an investor. And Fred has 30 plus years of experience. And here right now, we're doing the exact same thing we're doing networking. We're talking about, you know, I know a guy. And And it goes from there. And there are many of us out there that are connectors. Some of us are really adept. Some of us focus on just in certain uh, verticals. What do you think, Wayne? Interestingly enough, you just brought it up. One thing I've seen in the last year, maybe two, is turning gatekeepers into an income stream. There were always people that connected you. Actually, my father was a great example. But it was never clear if you introduced two people And they went on and made $200,000 that something was paid back to you. And uh, yes, somebody bought you dinner. Well, that was great. That was my $200,000 dinner. But, But the idea that you need these introductions, let's say you only pay if it works, but if it works, you'll pay this. There's been a, some would say this is horrifying. You should do this because you want to. But I mm-hmm. think the commerce makes it cleaner. Yep. I introduced you. If this happened, you said you would. I got a check. You don't have to mail me a Christmas card. But we did what we said we would do. We've seen that in the last year, year and a half. And actually, you're in the sort of in that category. to monetize the relationships to make it cleaner. Because Bernie's just a nice guy, doesn't pay your visa. No, 
True. So out of this, I'm knowing folks, knowing their needs and matching them up with people that either have the same goals. So Mm -hmm. in other words, say if I'm a realtor, I may need to know a maintenance person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I'm dealing with a travel agent or another company that Mm -hmm. is moving people, corporations, bringing people in, that may be handy. Then there's a synergy. You're almost dealing with the same cluster of clients or same path of clients, but you're not competing with each other. You're actually helping each other. You're providing a value-add scenario. That's one of those other uh, business niches that come out of it. So it's not a matter of, hi, I have a house to sell. You know a guy that can sell or a gal that can sell my house, but it's also you can join forces. It's almost like doing a joint venture. Very. Now, I think that that scares a lot of people. Uh, I think it's sort of the graduate studies program. So I'll be a little cautious with joint ventures. Uh, I've seen them go well and badly. One Mm -hmm. thing that I think changed in networking for me is when I realized that if I listen to what your needs I may know a guy who can get you what you need, even though it doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. So, so that you become a solution deliverer that didn't sell you a product. That's right. And I've only heard that in the last couple of years. And I think that the truly great did it naturally. But mm-hmm. to actually be proactive and say, let me hear what your problem is. If I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. I think is a much less slimy way to do business. True. And in fact, I've used this model of analogy before. I can change the oil in my car. Yep. It's super simple, super messy, and I got to get rid of the oil. Mm-hmm. Or I can drive the car to somebody. They'll do it. They're, they do it all day long. That's mm-hmm. their, their shtick. And boom, I'm done. I pay a bit more. So it's not like I just bought the oil and then I just bought the, uh, the filter. They handle the whole thing. And if they come across a surprise, they're ready for it. I, on the other hand, will be going, oi. And then I'll be, you know, spending another hour playing with the solution, resolving it. I've noticed that with grants. I've noticed that with commercial real estate. And obviously, I'm not a realtor. So I, I, I can't do commercial real estate per se in that way. I, I can't complete the deal as a realtor. I don't do accounting. I, I know how to add. I just that's not my forte. And I, I, I know better, truly know better. Again, you know, from either our networking groups. And again, there are different groups I'm involved with, and there are different types of people, different types of resources. And again, that also speaks to the importance of not just isolating yourself in one community and going, I am not leaving this village ever again. Travel a little bit. Doesn't doesn't mean you have to uh, to spend tons of money and spend lots of time elsewhere, but go out and forage a little bit or find a connector, right? I think I've noticed in the last 30 is that 30 years ago, we used to bash our heads against the wall and use the results we were getting to get us our answers. Mm -hmm. And because they've never put more than 24 hours in a day, we seem to have gotten to a point now where how do I find something in an hour or an hour and a half instead of the four to six months looking that I could spend? I would get the answer. I will get the answer. But the whole idea that they can shorten that up so that one or two phone calls, you got the answer you need instead of trying to earn it yourself, I think is one of the breakthroughs of this connected economy. Very much so. It actually reminds me of a call I had last week with a lady. I said, I need an answer on LinkedIn. I, I use it a lot, but there's something I don't know. 
And at that point in time, when I'm going, I know there's a solution. I'm, I'm starting to Google it. At that point in time, I was hungry. It was the end of the day. My threshold of you know patience was diminishing. And I'm going, I realized I have to stop because all I'm going to do is frustrate myself and not be timely about it. I thought, stop. I know I'm going to have a chat with this person soon. I just asked the question and the information flowed from there. So that I think that's the other benefit out of the community, you know, networking. It's not only just the money, it's also the information. Oh, by the way, try this. But like, like even yourself, when you're talking about the goals, setting the goals, like, you know, you help the carpenter, the plumber, any of the small business entities. Actually, you'll help anybody because the same con- concepts work in all, all platforms or all businesses. You know, you eat the elephant one bite at a time concept to setting the goals. See, I'm remembering this, Wayne. I remember this from our other podcast, the 90-day goals, the year-long goal, and you outside back in down to the micro, right? But that's that's having someone says, listen, you're frustrated with something or it's not flowing well, that's where you go to that, that source. Something that came to me that I think is is a bit of a breakthrough, you and I were both raised in small towns. Yes. So we use the term community in a very geographic way. These Mm -hmm. one to 3,000 people were our community. And now with this magic box in front of us and cell phones and telephony, we are in more than one community. And I think some of us got lost in the process where we were trying to use 1960 Kempville, Ontario rules to 2020. So the idea is that networking is the connection to your new community yeah. And how to get or earn that community. And it used to be you were in the community because you were on Oxford Street. That was your community. And now <laughs> you have to network by let me into your community, please. I can help you. And I think that it took, I think it took 20 years to make that change. Yeah, I can understand that. I, I think the answers have always been there. People have used segments of it. Like podcast is basically a radio show, except it's recorded and it's packaged without a large, large corporation overhead helping fund it. Correct. And I mean that that's where Carl has his backstory coming in from, mm-hmm. and uh, why why he's good at it. And plus, he knows how to how to stage the conversation so it flows well. So it's again, this comes back to the creative side. How can you network? How can you connect with people? This is, I mean, this is one way to share information. It's also another way, let's say, if you're going to support a charity, we've done that uh, before in different groups, uh, we'll end up sponsoring a, a charity golf event. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at doing another one uh, for 2023 coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Same concept. It supports the community, but it has a benefit for everybody. The charity gets recognition. Money gets driven to the charity. The idea is to drive all net proceeds to the charity. The community gets recognized. The community members get involved. So there's cohesion. So again, you're becoming the village to support everybody. But also, if someone hasn't arrived to the village yet, they know they can come there. It's it's a friendly place. So it it has a rippling effect all the way around people. It becomes like the flock, right? You're working together. Those those Canadian geese, when they fly off, they see that little arrow pattern, right? That's because that's a community, and that's how it's maximizing the flight capacity and distance. One thing that I got taught, do you know why one side, they went in flying, why one side is tends to be longer than the other? The bigger birds on one side and the smaller ones on the other side? No, they just have more geese. <laughs> you know, it, this is a really interesting topic. And again, I've been in different uh, groups, a lot of common threads. 
Doesn't matter where you are on the globe. This holds true. Doesn't matter what language you speak. Doesn't matter what cultural background. There might be some nuances to that. But in the core essence, everybody likes working with other people. Mm-hmm. And if you're the lone wolf, you tend to be that way. And I think there's some adages on that, right? Mm-hmm. You want to go you go quick, you go alone. You want to go all the entire distance, you go as a team. Yeah. One thing that uh, I've mentioned before, but it just an analogy came to me. When you're in a room where you view everyone in the room, including yourself as a cash register, it's not going to work. If you really don't care about them and you just want to hear that sound the old mechanical cash registers made, it's going to be a tough hour, hour and a half, even if there is eggs. And I think some people who are really, really good at getting what they wanted It was because they were very unpleasant people. Yeah. And the whole idea is maybe we can connect. What do you need is just a whole different place than can I sell you something today? That's right. The idea, I was trained in in, uh, insurance many, many years ago. And the neat thing is they had the neatest tools to market, but they only did it their way you were trained that if they had a pulse, you had to ask them a selling question. And I'm frankly glad that we got away from that because it makes you hated in parties. Yes. Well, he's coming back over and he's going to talk to me about this and I have no interest in this or it's not, I have no, I have no need for it. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the concept, you know, would you sell a 80 year old, a baby carriage when they have no babies? No, I hope not. Something that you have brought home that I think we need to bring home here is the whole idea after you give them your name, tell me about what you are and are looking for. And if you start there and you mean it, it's not a trick or a technique. Tell me about you and what you're looking for will give you a much more organic connection than you would ever get in trying to work a room. Yes, that's so true. It's sincerity. Yep. Sincerity is kind of the key. And you can have off days too, right? In which yes. case, I'm not, I'm not feeling asking a lot of questions. And But then you'll have other days that are more productive. So it's it's okay. It, you, it doesn't have to be 100%, 100% of the time. Just your focus, your point of view, right? That's the key. What are the goals? And also, what are the goals of the other people? Because I've been in meetings where someone comes up and says, oh, by the way, and this is what we offer. Oh, okay, let's check it out. And I'm going, I'm not ready for it, or it's it doesn't fit for me. And then they kind of circle back. How about now? Yeah, no. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No. Wow. One thing that I am glad to be that was mentioned in our discussion about what we would like, the tools that help you network. Mm-hmm. That are help us get to where we want to go with a little more sophistication and ease. What do you think the tools are that the last 30 years have brought that we need to realize and spend more time on? The there are several different there's technological platforms, and but there's also a point of view, which is your own internal platform. So the technology side, podcasts, or you can do video casts. Then you have LinkedIn. It's one of the largest world's business CRMs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to be automated in the sense of if you have a bot, don't do that because then they'll get upset with you. It ruins that concept of being original and authentic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not a like the cash register approach. Don't use me like that because they'll they'll bounce you right out and they'll block you. And then you have the personal view. Not every person you're talking to is like you said earlier a um, cash point. It's not a cash register. They're not going to hand you money. You know, unless of course you happen to be you're the bartender at a bar, and that is the sole purpose of why you're there to socialize. And then, buddy, I need a pint or I need a scotch. Or a tequila, whatever whatever your preference is, then yes, that that makes sense. But you're not always the bartender, and even then, if you're the bartender, if you're really good at it, pace the place is slow enough, you'll end up getting to know the client, because when the client comes back in again, you'll know they want a certain brand, you know what beverage they want, and that makes them feel more appreciated. Versus in other places where it's like bang gone, bang gone, you know, it's just hammered through. Wayne, what do you think are our top takeaways for our listeners? If you don't care about them don't ask for their wallet true the one person said bernie how do you know you're going to get uh, reciprocity that that's by the way that's another key reciprocity Mm -hmm. if someone does you a favor you're kind of beholding to them in in Mm -hmm. some fashion Mm -hmm. And, and it makes sense the other key is not all transactions are financial some of them are information or support which is kind of like information Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen that time and time again. It's like when someone does a house building uh, party, they'll come over and help you. doesn't mean they're going to build the entire house for you and contractor would that would you pay for, but they'll be there to support you. That's cool. This has really been a good conversation. Wayne, thank you. Thank you, Bernie. And folks, Mac for business listeners, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. To reach out to us, you can get a hold of me at bfranscourt at creativeinsight.com. Website's creativeinsight.com. Creative is spelled K-R-E-A-T-I-V. And then the word insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Wayne, how about uh, Motivate You? M-O-T-I-V-E, the numeral eight, U dot C-A. And whether you're uh, selling something or buying something, I'd like to hear from you anyway, because it builds my community. Absolutely. And if you like email, the best way is it's wayne at motivateyou.ca. Thank you for listening to Knack for Business. If you like this content, we have more coming. Like and subscribe. Give us a review. Until next time.